Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The loud frequency coming from your radio is not a mistake. Do not turn off your radio, but instead turn up your radio as loud as it can go. Do this so we can broadcast this frequency as loud as possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And welcome to another episode of Game Stuff. I'm your gaming girl, Kalai, and with me today is Joe. What's up, Joe? What's up, everyone? Happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy Ramadan. What's up, everybody? Um, also joined by the Canadian himself, Corey. What's up, Corey? Not much, just as we know, getting ready for that uh, good old time of sitting back having a nice cup of hot cocoa or uh, apple spice and enjoying that time together with family uh, or through Zoom. Uh, Neat little thing. Uh, For people that are wanting to reach out, just use Zoom. That's what my family is doing for Christmas is uh, Zoom. We're all reaching out to each other and doing it that way. Uh, So... uh... For anybody that's new to our podcast, we are a conversational podcast for gamers, by gamers, about gaming. This week's episode is we're going to talk about our year in gaming. Uh, But before we do, let's actually head over to the Backlog Beatdown, because I suspect that you guys haven't talked about it in a while. Am I correct? We've talked about the idea that, you know, JT's winning Joe somewhere in second or third. And then other than that, uh, yeah. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. (laughs) Yeah, so JT's at 108. Joseph Priestley's at 76. Gareth is at 39. He's making a good run at it. James McCall's at 27. Daryl and Tricky Mick are both at 26. Homer gets stuffed is at 18. And T-Bird is at 14. Let me go to the bottom. I'm at minus 173. Levi Thomas is minus 92. Corey is minus 5. But I don't know if that counts because you haven't been actually... I have actually been, as Joe knows, on a beat everything trend. And we're kicking ass. I've been, I have officially beat and platinum most of every game that I got for my PS5. Which were all gifts. Yes. I I do know that I'm still like in the negative, but we're we're good. Negative five seems about right. So, all right. I haven't, so I haven't been here in a while, guys. And um, have you guys been playing any fun this week? Who wants to go first? You can go first, Corey. I can go first. Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest, guys. It's going to be like a broken record. I've high-ruled myself with Joe, with Cyberpunk. It's literally taken over my life. That's all I've been playing. I can't stop. It's just constant. It's there. The craziness is is just ridiculous the cyberpunk has taken over my life uh for all those people that complain that it's a bad game the one thing i did play this week i played it on ps4 it's not that bad yes there is the occasional bugs just like the ps5 but in all honesty if you were expecting this game to have graphics like the last of us in an open world game like this you were arguing, having an argument that was not going to be valid anyway. 
This game is just as broken as many other games before it on release. Just Cyberpunk just met, let people know that it was. And that's the problem. But other than yeah. that... <clears throat> now, my question well, to you, or to both of you, real quick. Do you think that uh, CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk can overcome this, you know, this mass hysteria about this game and yes. you know how much criticism it's getting? Because I feel like No, no Man's Sky really never got over it. What do you mean? They got they got named the best developed game of this year. It it's yeah, but that's okay. That's critical acclaim. But do the sales reflect that? Do yes, the sales do. No Man's Sky since it, when it made its secondary release, where it launched on both consoles, actually sold four times the amount that it actually sold original date, and it actually has garnered more money for them, and they're actually twice the size of a company they are compared to when they originally released No Man's Sky. I do think that. Cyberpunk will come back from this. This isn't something that's going to kill it. In all honesty, every Witcher game ever released on day one was was broken. So for them, the, the problem that really this extends from, and Kalai will we'll, we'll talk about this anyway, is that this is the very first release from Cyberpunk that was major, that people wanted, um, that was released on console and PC um, at the same time now, I guess I know Witcher 3 was released on both at the same time too, but Witcher 3 did not have a big boom as Cyberpunk did day one when it comes to console players. And console players were all pretty little princesses and we're not, you know, we don't uh, accept crashing and bugs and everything like PC because when we look at games that are broken, 90% of the time they're broken on PC day one or have issues and that's driver issues, whatever download patches you know tax collector 3000 turbo tax machines um but like you know being a pc player beforehand and playing games like the witcher one when it released uh i can tell you that um that is normal to have broken things like this i'm not saying it's normal to have as much as it did it's just i think that what killed it was the console market having those issues and i i mean i don't care if it's normal or what you say normal I just think it's unacceptable in this day and age of like console gaming. Like, I don't think you should be able to release something broken and be able to be like, oh, we'll fix it later. Like, okay, but it wasn't that. Okay, so it wasn't that broken. That's that's my. Yes, it was really bad. And two days later, they had a patch for it. We get that. But what people were complaining about was stuff that, in all honesty, like, games of the there's games that we've had issues with a lot of games this year for the exact same reasons we can't look at game any game that's released this year or even come 2021 we can't even shake a stick at to to say oh look this game should look better because 2020 with being the pandemic and everything else that's happened this year really put developing video games on such a a hard like Every game that came out this year for 2020, how many delays did we get? Hundreds. Hundreds of delays this year for games. Like, it's not... The the only thing that sucked is Cyberpunk got pressured into releasing Cyberpunk in this financial year. And that's what hurt it. And that was done by the investors against the developers' own regards of saying, don't do this. So... Yeah, it's going to hurt, but every company, every game has been delayed 
Ratchet and Clank was supposed to be a day one release. That got delayed. We had Far Cry 6 was supposed to be released in November. That got delayed. We have, um, let's see, Final Fantasy 7 remake got delayed. Kingdom Hearts 3 got delayed. You know, delays are just all we're going to see in 2020. And even game problems, we're going to continue to see them in, in coming in this new year. And it's sad because I think there was going to be a lot of like Xbox is another big studio where Halo Infinite. Do I think Halo Infinite would have looked better if COVID wasn't a thing and they were able to work in studio instead of at home? Probably. But because they were working at home, that game looked like absolute garbage. And and that's the problems we're having right now. And And I think they will recover. And because CD Projekt Red, sadly in this day and age doesn't make their money from um cyberpunk that's not where their money comes from that's not why they're worth eight billion dollars um so to say this game's going to break them is not because where they make all their money is on good old games or gog is the pc people like to call it so i'll let kalai come in on this and her opinion on cyberpunk it's kind of like a lot of people just want to play cyberpunk now to see how broken it is and i feel like that's like i feel bad for the team that created it because i feel like that's not something like that should have to be a thing like they worked their asses off on this game and for like all the developers feel like they're getting shit on because the investors well, and, were like, hey, like we got to put this out now and can't wait any longer. And, and you know what? I played it on PS4 and it reminds me of Fallout 4. That, that's what this game reminds me of is Fallout 4. When I was playing this, it's just like, oh, cool, Fallout 4. The reason is, is because it reminds me in the factor of... Okay. Back. Claire, are you back? No, her mic's still not working. So yeah, like I think it's just it's just one it's like one thing after another. It's like the game gets delayed a whole bunch of times. They promise all this crazy shit for the game. And and for the most part they deliver. Like it's a great experience. I know I haven't I haven't first hand played it, but I have a ton of friends who have. They've all, you know, sung its praises. It's a great game, but everyone's saying it's not like this genre defining this genre defining game that it should have been and I think that's where people like kind of like are going off the rails. Like, well, oh, here's well, the thing: not everything that... it was supposed to be. And I'm like, well, what did you guys expect? It's a, it's a game. I mean, I don't think it's just going to be like there can't. Every game can't be genre defining. It's just not possible. Well, and here's the thing: um, this is where I know what CG CD, and this is what everyone was saying. Every like every gr- good. Every content creator I was watching on YouTube talk about Cyberpunk before its release um, all talked about the idea of one thing. And the idea that they were talking about is that they're like, I feel so bad for Cyberpunk because when this game releases, no matter how good or how bad this game is going to be on release, people are going to hate this game because it's not going to be this great masterpiece that they all wanted. And they weren't saying that it was bad. They weren't saying that because of like saying Cyberpunk was going to be a bad game. It's just that the hype that this game was getting before release 
was so much that people were like, it's the same idea as like the hype that they were talking about. Yes, there's certain things they promised that we haven't seen yet, but at the exact same time, um, the hype train that was coming was like a bullet train and there was no other station for this thing to stop at. It was just going out of control and people were way overhyping this game. And then when a game came out and it had bugs like 90% of games do nowadays, people were like, well, this is it. My masterpiece is now only my 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 Da Vinci masterpiece painting is only a copy of a Da Vinci master painting now. It's not an original. And, you know, that's not good enough for me. And it just kind of spiraled into this whole thing where people were putting this whole project on of this game has to be this big, giant, massive thing, which it 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 shouldn't have to be. It should have been able to be its own, um, have its own place. And like I say, for what it was, this, this game's a good game. This game is a very good game. This is an immersive game that I continue to come back to, that I love playing. and. Yes, there's certain things I I have my complaints about it, but I also have my complaints about every game that I play. If I it's 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 like I'm a baker by trade. If I can always complain about my own food and say it could be better, it doesn't mean that someone else is going to say it's good. Like that's the big thing with this game. Now, Kali, what what's your opinions here when it comes into uh Cyberpunk 2077 and your first impressions and like Joe was saying about the idea of uh do you think CD Projekt Red's gonna recover from this. So, I feel that the game lived up to its hype. I did not expect going into a game like this where there would be no bugs, where there would be no problems. Because we all play Skyrim, and Skyrim's bugs we laugh at and we find funny. So, I feel that as a gamer, I should give the same respect to CD Projekt and this massive project they did. I also didn't think they should have released it on on previous consoles. I think they should have just made a PS5, Xbox One, Series X exclusive PC because those systems can handle it. It also would give people a reason to buy a P, uh, a PlayStation. And I think this is very, very recoverable for them. I, I also didn't think that CD Projekt should have pulled or PlayStation should have pulled the game from the... Um, from the store because it can be played on a PS5. Yeah, I feel like that's just them like not wanting to deal with the mass amount of refunds they were getting. So like, fuck this, we're not, we're pulling this shit down. Like until until the game can be stabilized or have enough patches to run smoothly on a PS4, like we're not dealing with giving everybody refunds because we're Sony and we don't do that. We're not setting a precedent where people can just come in here and get refunds. Well, I think they the big want that, period. I, I... I listened to a quote from Greg Miller. Um, I'm honestly not going to say it perfectly, but um, one of the things he said, and it kind of stuck with me, is he was saying, okay, Cyberpunk had its issues. We've all played games with issues on release. Like he, he, he says he's a diehard Avengers person, and there are people that hate this game, and he loves it. He's 110 hours in, and people still hate on that game, thinking it's a piece of trash. And but he loves it because of the type of game it is. And he likes that type of game. And he said where the problem came in is when CD Projekt Red came out and said, we understand this game is broken. If you don't feel like being confident enough to believe in us fixing it, return the game. And that's where the issue came around is that 
they told people to basically say, here, return the game. We now, might not, not fix this. Enough, is that, so in a, essentially, is that like not having enough faith in your own product? Well, see, and that's the problem. I don't think that's the reason why they said that. They were trying to like cobble back their, their PR and like their human resources, but just the way they put it in the sheet, the way they had put it out, and that's the reason a lot of backpedaling to me. I don't know, Clyde. Well, I'm not... What do you think on that? Because I think that's a lot of backpedaling. It's it is and it isn't. I mean, I understand where Corey's coming from, but at the same time, they're they're trying to use uh, they're using their faith as a company. Everybody loved The Witcher Three. They were saying, if you really, really want to return it, go for it. But us as a company have the confidence in us to believe us. We will fix this. Yeah, and yeah, and I believe that they are. I believe that one hundred percent they will fix it, and in a month it will be playable again. So again, pulling it from the store was was well, dumb because again, people on PS fives can do it. And maybe Sony is using this little PR stunt and pulling it from the store to distract from the fact that there's not enough PS5s. There's enough PS5s, people go buy a PS5, and Cyberpunk might actually drive the sales more for PlayStation. Huh. That's well, not a bad I, deal on that. I don't know. Well, actually, they, they actually interviewed someone at Sony. Someone has actually talked to them about why they pulled it. And the reason why they pulled it is because... The way that PlayStation has its return policy written is that if you play the game for two hours or more, you cannot return it. That is that is the way their policy is written. I thought it was no uh, returns, period, because I've never been able to you, you have one sorry, you have one return available on your account, and then your game has to be under two hours. Now when Cyberpunk came out and said you can return it no matter basically how long you've played it, Sony had to change their entire policy on their entire return policy for the one game. And at that point, Sony's making a, a, like basically saying, if you're going to give the power to the people saying they can, like I could return the game right now after beating it 50 of the 70 hours in, they can go, okay, here, Sony, take my game back. And they have to return it right now because of the policy that they had to write for cyberpunk. And I can completely see why they're saying, no, we're pulling it because someone like Joe could buy it digitally not that I'm condoning anyone to do this. Joe back. could buy if Joe bought that game before they pulled it from the store. Joe could play through the entire game, beat it, say I'm done, return it, and Sony would have to return it based on the idea that he bought it because of the return rules that Sony has put in place for Cyberpunk right now. And that's the reason why they pulled it from the store because otherwise people would just buy it and then return it. I don't think it's a PS5 thing because it's one of those things where if it was a PS5, PS4, the PS5 is still running the PS4 version of the game. There is no... Like, when I played the PS4 version at 1.04 and I played my PS5 version of the game at 1.04, it actually had less crashes on my PS4. The only thing that I had issues with was, okay, if I'm in a battle, I'm not getting that crisp 60 frames per second I'm getting on my PS5. I'm getting maybe, like, 25 20 frames per second sometimes it would dip to 15 but i'm playing on a regular ps4 i don't expect to have this amazing frame rate come from a regular ps4 like that's the thing that people really need to understand is 
you need to understand that you're not going to get the if you want crisp amazing looking 8k cyberpunk and whatever go buy a pc and buy a 3090 and 128 gigs of ram and the buy brand new ryzen 9 5000 cp 5000 series chip or the the fifth gen chip then you can play this game at its full aspects if you want to play the game and just play it, and guess what? It's not going to look as good as PC because guess what? You spent $300 on a console 10 years ago. It's not going to run something like a brand new PC will or PS5. Let's just be honest with that. And that's where I really do think I agree with Kalai that I do think that this game got to a point where I think CD Projekt Red should have just been like, okay, guys, I know we're like two years out. We have to make an announcement. We don't. We, we were sorry to say this, but this is not coming to PS, PS4 and Xbox. But I think the problem was is that they had such a fan. And it's it's that money thing. It's all about the money. And it's all about the investors going, okay, brand new PS5 and Xbox's Series X's with only 2 million consoles on the market. Or like maybe even 5 or 6 million. Let's say even 10 million. 10 million of those or 150 million PS4 and Xbox's ones that are out there right now. What do we want to make more money on? And that's that's what it came down to is money. It came down to the investors wanting money. And that's why this release like it. And they will recover. But it's just going to take time. Did you play done. anything else this week? Uh, oh, I beat Bug Snacks. Yes, yes, I did. I spent a couple hours in Bug Snacks and I beat Bug Snacks. Which actually was a very short game. Um, If you just... It takes like I think Bug Snacks probably takes under six hours, not that long. I don't remember playing it for that long, but it's a it's a neat little game. Uh, very interesting ending. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it here, um, but it is a great little game that I think actually gets very. Um, I think the the way the game plays out and the puzzle thinking that it it that it is involved in that game. I think that game is actually a lot more in depth and a lot night a cooler of a game than people give it credit for. So play Bug Snacks. But that's it. I'm done. What about you, Joe? Um, I played a ton of stuff this week. Uh, I was all over the place. PS4, Switch. Um, first, I'll start with I really got into um, uh, 206040 Read Only Memories. I know, Claw, you played this, correct? I haven't finished it, but I have played it. So I got to the final chapter, like right before we started recording, and I'm really digging the game. Um, it plays more like a visual novel with point-and-click adventure. Well, I mean, it technically is a point-and-click adventure game. Uh, it's it's really cool. Uh, I was telling Corey, it's fucking hilarious that I didn't realize that the game had voiceover because I always play it on with my volume off. So I got three chapters through it, not even knowing that there was voiceover in the game. No, yeah, that's pretty funny. That just tells you how people play games, though. Like, I just didn't play it with the sound on. Because I was either listening to a podcast or talking to Corey, or and I, I just didn't listen to the voice acting. When I did turn the voice acting on, I was very surprised at the at the quality of the voice acting and the level and the characters. It really made the characters pop a little bit more. I know when I have to play it again to try and go for the platinum, which is uh, there's there's like a really ridiculous trophy where you have to play the entire six chapter game without like basically you can't load or save. You have to just play it straight through, which is kind of easy nowadays because like you can put your game in rest mode. I don't know. No, no. I'm digging the game. Um, it's very political, like super political. I know it got a lot of like heat when it came out in 2007, 17, but uh, 
it's it's a crazy ride. I'm I mean it's it's kind of like a like a Skynet type of like robotics like versus humans kind of story. It's it's an interesting story. I don't really want to go into the story in detail because I feel like I'd ruin the game for anybody because it's not the story is very woven into all the spoilers. So it's pretty cool. Basically, you play as a guy and he has a, a robot companion and you pretty much go around being investigative detectives, even though you're not detectives. It's pretty cool. And you're trying to solve a mystery. And it's a dope game. Uh, I, we got it for free on PS Plus like a year ago. And I always meant to sit down and play through it. So finally got the urge to like actually like just do it. And I talked to Corey about like this whole new like mentality of like one PS4 game at a time and just sitting and playing it until it's done and then moving to the next one and not getting like just having tunnel vision because I feel like the next step to be becoming like a better backlog beat down person is to just have tunnel vision period one game at a time just barrel through them and I also want to get like a huge amount of space off my hard drive before Christmas so so that leads us into our favorite segment of the show what Kalai's been playing it's a moment of Hyrule. Oh, that, that yes, yes. All right, so just an update now. I am at 155 hours. Uh, Link is level 138. I actually did something really funny this week, and I know Corey and Kalai laughed at me really hard when I did it. So I didn't know that I never beat the game because I never beat the last map in Legends mode because it doesn't stop where the original story stops. It goes all the way through all the DLC, and it connects it all to make one congruent story. So I finally beat that last map, and now I unlocked hero mode, which is, like, a pain in the ass. And, like, I really realized how, like, more, much more leveling and grinding I have to do to be able to beat those maps now. And right now, I think my mission right now is just to get to the point on the map on the on the master quest map where I can just grind for levels because there's like the last square all the way to the bottom left is like just a, gr a level where you can grind like three or five levels out every single time you play it. So and doing that, uh, I've been trying to reach that square and uh, that's your moment of Hyrule this week. And then did I play anything else? Oh, I, well, I, I mean, I finished up SpongeBob battle for the bottom. And I'll, I played a lot of Crash Bandicoot. That's what I'll talk about real quick. Uh, from my last game, I'll talk about Crash Bandicoot 4. Um, it's an absolutely fantastic game. It's Ask Corey. Uh, I don't think I've cursed more playing a game in, in a long time. Like, you, you die so much in that game. It's like the Dead Soul. It's like, it's, like, it's like the Dark Souls of Crash Bandicoot games. Like, they literally make the levels so hard and, like, really. I think it's twofold. I think it's one, the controls aren't as tight as they should be. They're a little bit floaty. And I know that's what people had an issue with, with um, the, the Crash Bandicoot collection. And I know, Corey, you said something to me about the collection being a little bit floaty too. Like the controls. Well, it's, it's, tight. it's a lot more. Yeah. It seems like an, unlike the first, like when you play it on the PS one, the collection seems to be a little bit more. Yeah. Not floaty per se, but it just a little bit more like, the, the jumps are a lot more different where it seems like my timing, I have to redo my timing again because they play a lot different than the original. It's it's once you learn it, it's better. But yeah, it's definitely something where it definitely plays different. That's for sure. 
yeah so like i i unlocked um a lot of levels in that game and like i was telling Corey, it's really cool because what they do in this one is like you play as all these different characters once you get like far enough into the game and like, i didn't even think that i didn't even know that was a thing like and it's it's really cool and then like if i can talk about anything else real quick i would talk about how i'm in i'm in love with hades like absolutely in love with hades like i think this game is fantastic Kali, did you get a chance to pick up hades yet i have not is it should i so based on what you're playing currently right now yes i would say you would like hades it's on my list. Maybe Santa will bring it to me. I, I would say Hades doesn't shit all over Dead Cells, but it takes what Dead Cells did, wraps a better story around it, because Dead Cells really doesn't really have a story, or a very good story, and basically, it like it like takes it to the next level. Like All the, all the different things you can do in that game, and all the different builds you can have, it's, it's dope. It's kind of like taking kind of what they did with uh, Binding of Isaac, and what they did with Dead Cells, kind of like smashing it together into like one game, and it really plays. It, it plays really well. Like I'm, I'm loving Hades. Like I, I did a few runs. I haven't done enough. I kind of want to get back to it, but kind of every time I boot my Switch up, I have this problem, and I talk to Corey about it. That like all I want to do is play Hyrule Warriors. Like, and I have like, a, like I have like 50 games on there that I didn't touch. But every time I boot it up, all I want to do is keep making progress towards my master goal of getting, of beating this game 100. percent I will do it. It's just going to take a couple thousand. It might take over a thousand hours, but I don't really care. But uh, Kalai, what have you been playing this week? Well, I was going to talk about Cyberpunk, but uh, I pretty much covered that. Go ahead. What's your experiences with Cyberpunk? Yeah, I, mean, I want to have a third it. opinion on it. You've played more I... hours than Matt, so. Oh, okay. I really like it. I've I, I become very immersed in the story. I, I like the little bit of cameos that they got going. I've, I don't know. I've been just really enjoying it. I've been picking up guns, getting better guns, and running around. I like the customization. I like the personalities of all the characters. It, it to me, it brings cyberpunk to life. And as being as a, because I'm a role player, so I don't per se play cyberpunk, but I've seen cyberpunk players. I've seen people really get into this world, and I feel, really feel that they brought this alive. I would recommend it if you have a system that could play it. I'm playing it on PC. I have pretty maxed out settings, so I'm only getting like 30 frames per second. Easy. Totally worth it. You're only getting 30 frames per second? Yeah. Oh, because you're ray tracing and like 4K and all that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like, Joe. Uh, I was watching Linus Tech Talks do a, com- a conversation about this, and he said, this is the new crisis. For computers. This is the thing that you try to break your computer doing. (laughs) Like he he had it where he was running it at like I can't remember what he did. He did it at four he tried to do use use a server computer with a 3090 to make this work. And he's like using the best of the best graphic card right now, you are like you'll be lucky if you can get it over 30 frames at like eight or like a 4K. If you can hit 4K 60 frames per second, you have a beast of a computer and it is like like very demanding it is the new break my computer that's what like it's crazy yeah and and you know my i you i told you my computer specs, oh, yeah. my computer specs are not in its light yeah you don't you don't bat an eye at Kali's computer specs or you don't yeah it's definitely very good computer specs. Like, yeah 
Uh, all what you dream we have. <laughs> so I want to talk about another game that I've been playing. I actually was playing it before Cyberpunk came out, and it's... Ah, ah, sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, my you cat just, just got on my... Did you just, you just, like, your cat just attack you? No, I think she's just kicking the fourth guest off the show. <laughs> yes. She was trying to come in and tell us what games she was playing, and then Kali's like, no, sorry. We don't it's have a cat It's not your time yet, man. Chill out. No. Uh, so I picked up another game, and I wound up getting really, really into it. And I kind of stopped only because Cyberpunk, all I want to do is play Cyberpunk. But I am playing... Uh, oh, crap. I just lost the game. Unbelievable. Code Vein, there we go. Code Vein's amazing. Yeah, I'm over 50% of the way through the um, Jesus campaign already. I mean, now, okay, so I know you've played Bloodborne. I know you've played a little bit of Dark Souls in your past. And now you play. I've never played Dark Souls. Okay, so you play Bloodborne though, right? Yes. And Bloodborne is like worse than Dark Souls. So like, how do you feel they match up as far as like difficulty, as far as like mechanics? Well, here's the thing, and why I like the game so much. I feel the combat system is exactly like Monster Hunter. I do too. I definitely can draw that. I can draw that similarity, especially to uh to worlds. Yes. Which made it easier for me to get into the game. It's almost a game that I wish could run on a Switch. Because I would probably buy it again on a Switch. Like, I like Code Vein a lot. You never beat it, did you? What, Code Vein? Yeah. No. Uh, I played, like, the first, like, three or four dungeon or areas, and I was like, man, this game is so good. But, like, it was one of those games where, like, you know, like, when you put a game on just because you need to play something while, like, the actual game you're playing is downloading your system? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit doesn't happen anymore for Corey, so he doesn't have my pain anymore. So, yep. So yeah, it's it's kind of like I still have to live in this world where like I have to put things in my system, wait for them to download. Um, but I know now it's pretty much been like if I put anything in the console, it's like I'll just switch over. Play, Corey knows I'll just switch over, play Harbor Warriors, wait for it to download, and rest mode, and then I'll come. Well, I think the big thing, too, with Code Vein, if I'm correct, we both, you stopped playing that, too, because I think we were going to try to, because that game is multiplayer. It is. So, it yeah, we is were gonna... multiplayer, but it's not true multiplayer. Yeah, well, it's 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 kind of like Monster Hunter does it, where you pop in for a mission, and then you Get booted have back to out. rejoin. And... Mm, no, 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 Monster Hunter does it way better. Well, I'm not arguing that it doesn't do better. I'm just saying, yeah, it's one of those games where it's well, not like, like Iceborne fixed a lot of that bullshit with the with the parties. So, well, thanks to some of it, not all of it. Yeah. But here's the thing: if you jump in and play with with uh, into Joe's game, you have no progression in your game. So I can't. It counts me for. Yeah, it's well, it does and it doesn't. So the weird part is, is that. I can go with Joe as long as I've beaten the level or helped someone out in the exact same level, but I can't go any further than that. So if you both beat the game at the same time, you can progress the exact same mission, but if oh, you don't do it right there. If you don't do it exactly at the same time, then yes, you get none of your extra stuff. It's it's absolute yeah, it's it's like blood it's it's not as bad as Bloodborne where 
Bloodborne, you have to earn those stupid bells and then summon someone and then they come into your game and if they die, that's it. Go on. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, here's the, here's the other thing with the game. When you go into your friend's game, you can't heal, you can't, you get whatever your, like, healing amount is. Because in the game, you get healing potions, but they're permanent. And every time you rest, you refill the amount of healing potions you have. Yeah, it's yep. the same but as, uh, it's the same as Dark Souls. Right, except when you go into your friends, you had half that, and you can't refill them. Yeah, because you can't rest, because if you rest, you actually quit out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you have to survive off whatever you have, and that's it. It's... So what happened, what we were doing is, we would... Oh, we did you play with someone? To... Yes. I played with Carl. Carl oh, had it nice. too. So we would get to a point where I would need to heal. I would leave his game, go back to my game, heal, and then come back to his game. Yeah. Well, I know that's what <laughs> a lot of people... Well, I know that's what a lot of people did with, like, with Neo. Neo was the same thing where... Uh, Neo is broken, people... though. Like... You would come in my Neo game and you'd be like so over fucking leveled and you'd just be like, boom, 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 dead. Yeah, no, no. But what I mean is that's what people were doing when Neo first launched. If a friend wanted to play with another friend, what they were doing is they would go, okay, Joe, I'm going to load up this game, go through this level. You're going to come with me. And then they would beat it or finish it together. And then after that, they would go, okay, you now do the level, Joe. I'm going to join you because Neo made it where... You weren't allowed to join someone in a level unless you beat it. So one person had to beat it by themselves and then join the other person through it. It was really, I don't know. It's, I'm hoping that Neo 2 fixes it or the remaster they add back the old multiplayer ways they had it. But it's are you picking up? Are you picking up the remaster, right? 100% I'm picking up the remaster. Oh, and then the, then the, the maps get really big in the game. Do they? So they do. They do. Like, it's crazy. And they're not linear at all. So, like, after a while, I figured out you have to look down or up. So, yeah, it gets really, really freaking crazy. Uh, so, and then I've been playing a little bit of, apparently, Dark Souls. So I just started this morning. Decided I really wanted to replay that game. First one? Play more of that or game. the remastered one. What's that? The remastered one? The remastered of what? Are we talking Dark Souls or are we talking Dark Souls or like Dead Souls? Dead Souls. Oh, Dead, Dead Souls. Souls. Yeah, okay. Dead Souls is great. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah Dead okay. Souls is freaking great. Yeah. I, I like I was saying this morning to Jim that I like games like this around the holidays because you know you get so busy with driving that sometimes you don't always want to be in like a heavy RPG. I hear you, I hear you. No, that game's fun just to, like, make different builds and, like, see how fast you can run through things and get all the different achievements in the game. Like, the in-game achievements that unlock more stuff. And the game's well, a wild ride. I know. And on top of that, now it's been so long, you know, they added DLC and everything. And with the DLC, I, I'm like, oh, I found a new area. And it's like, to access the new area, purchase the DLC. I'm like, damn it. Yeah, but then it makes you want to purchase it. Like, I had that problem the other day when I logged on to my Dead Cells, and I was like, uh... I know, exactly. So I'm like, I I'm like, no, I'm going to wait. Christmas is coming. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, I'm going to get gift cards. So just... Besides that, there's not much else I've been playing. I've been pretty busy. So That's, that's fine. We've all been busy. Come, all Christmas right. is a coming. It is a coming. Which and means... That's the thing... 
signifies the end of our year, our end of our gaming year. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So with that said, what's what's the topic, Eli? The topic is what we what we've been playing. And <laughs> what, play, what, what, what I guess favorite game? How do you want to phrase this? What's the uh, I, I would say it's uh twenty twenty. A look back at our greatest. Yeah, look back at our year. Yeah, our grading. Our the games because you know how you always get the like the, we just got our Nintendo ones. Our our twenty twenty Nintendo like look back gaming history. This is the game stuff twenty twenty look back. And gaming. All right, Corey. Why don't you? Why don't you do the first? Why don't you talk about your first game? Well, I mean, the the in it when the one cool thing that I got in twenty twenty that no one else got, other than a PS five. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! No, the thing that I got this year. Salt in that wound a little bit. No, no, no. But the thing I got, I just wanted to make sure that because people would be like, "Oh, Corey's gonna gloat about his PS 5 No, it's actually a Switch. I got my Switch in 2020. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did join the revolution. I joined it in March. Uh, or what was it? Yeah, it was like March. Uh, I got my Switch. So I finally got to join the Switch Island. Um, the, the island that's, it ran over Vita Island. And then Vita Island is now the, we call it Vita Atlantis now because it sank to the bottom of the ocean. There's still people that, <laughs> there's still people that live there, I think. Um. But ever since I got my Switch, my Vita has not been turned on. I, I I just I still have it. That's what happened to me, Corey. Is I stopped, I stopped, yeah, I stopped turning my Vita on. But now I have the Switch, and so 2020 for me, the one thing I can look back on is having a Switch. And you know, I'm always that person that buys the Wii. I bought the Wii U. You buy everything for the sole purpose of uh buying it for buying it for the um you know the exclusives the Mario Odyssey the Breath of the Wild the Super Smash Brothers usually it's Super Smash Brothers but now you did know, you play uh Breath of the Wild? I played everything well I played okay I played an hour of Breath <laughs> of the Wild. Let's be honest. I didn't go deep deep dive into Breath of the Wild but the only reason why I didn't do that is because I knew that if I did I would be like going right into it and i'm like i don't want to play this game where i'm an hour because i was at camp most of the time playing it and um i wanted i didn't only had an hour of my break and that was it so i didn't want to have it where i played for an hour of breath of the wild got out played an hour for breath of the wild so that's when i beat mario that's when i beat super smash Bros. or played a lot of super smash brothers that's when i uh played uh hyrule warriors and and thought i beat it um but joe tells me that i didn't he's pulling a tricky on me so um but either way uh the switch was 2020 and just looking back at all the things the switch has now been able to do now like the other day me and joe playing super mario world together over the internet that is really cool i don't know if you've tried any of that collide that nintendo online stuff like with the with the, the nintendo online library it's really cool how you can just start up like a two-man party and just play through classic nintendo two-player games online oh that's cool no i haven't done any of that yeah and the so cool the cool oh, way they ahead. i was gonna say the cool way they do it too is it's a room so it's not like your um 
Like, it's not like the PlayStation where it's like, okay, boot into a game. Let me invite you into this game. Oh, we don't like this game. Okay, let's back out of this game, invite you to another. It's you invite into the room. And so then as me and Joe are sitting there, I'm watching Joe go through the games. I'm like, Joe, let's play this game. And I can see him highlight that game. He clicks into it. We play it for a second. We're like, no, this game is absolute garbage. Uh, Let's go back out. Oh, let's play this game. And we can like go through each game and see the experiences. And it shows both of our icons in the corner and things like that. And we can clap for each other. Uh, we yeah, found that hilarious. out. Yeah. That, that's hilarious. Whenever like we were playing Super Mario and Joe would die, I would just click my right stick in and it would, my guy would go clap and it'd go, woo! <laughs> but I, it, I see Joe dying a lot. Yeah, oh, well, it's just... Well, oh, you missed that story on the podcast where I was trying to beat Mario legit while Cory was going the Star Road route and by the time he got finished with Star Road Kali, I was only on World 3. Yeah, I had literally gone through I all of Star Road. Castle. Now, you want to hear the worst part about this all, the whole story? So I went all the way through Star Road, got to the front gate of Bowser. I could have beat the game at that point. Joe then got to World 3 and could not beat the second level before the castle. I know he's stuck on the castle so bad that he lost all of the lives that I had collected all the way through Star Road and continued to collect, that we ended up dying because we had lost all of our lives thanks to Jomando and then me trying to go back and do the castle, that when it went back to our last save, all of Star Road wasn't done. Oh, that sucks. So I had to redo all of Star Road. We taped all of that on, on uh, five and a half hours of straight Super Mario World that we recorded. We recorded it. Maybe it'll see the light one day. Maybe. But that was the cool thing. Um, we were able to sit there, and that's why, like, with me and Joe now, we're like, uh, you know, it's the cool thing where we talk about, you know, COVID and all these problems of not being able to like couch co-op and how a lot of people are missing couch co-op, and this is kind of a way where. Me and Joe weren't friends back then, right? We didn't get to play through the Super Nintendo days of games together. Oh, and this doesn't have to do with anything? The fact that you didn't have a Nintendo and weren't allowed to have a Nintendo? Yeah, no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It doesn't have to do with that I was grounded. But, you know, the cool thing is, is that this allows us to go, hey, Joe, like, I, we want to do the whole Donkey Kong Country series together and run through that. Um, you know, there's all these cool things we can do and play together and Star Fox 2 and you know, there's so many neat games that we can play and do this. And the way they have it built is it's really exciting where the funny thing is now because Nintendo doesn't have a voice chat because Nintendo, for some odd reason, they have everything galore, including Among Us and don't have voice chat. Don't even get me started on how stupid that sounds. But anyway, they have, they have voice chat. Not through Among Us, they don't. Yes, they do. Well, you have to, sorry, you have to buy the, the dedicated Nintendo microphone, whatever. There's no parties, whatever. There's, not a, there's no microphone. App. Yeah, there's an app. Anyway, there's what I'm saying is... An app. I didn't you, say they did it well, I just said that they did. Okay, so if I don't, if I have only my Switch, there is no way to do this. I just think it's, like... Either way, we play through PlayStation, <laughs> yeah. through a PlayStation party, and then we play Switch. We blend the greatest, the greatest of everything together. My Sony's the best. 
So, Joe, what's your game you want to talk about? First game? Yeah. I think I mean, I'm going to talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake. And oh, I, I thought we were going to say... I we're going to be like, well, since we're talking about the Switch, let's talk about High Rewarders. No, we're not. <laughs> 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 no, I'm going to talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake and how, how I was so hyped for this game. And it was like being a little kid again, where like Corey and I were just like counting down the minutes until it released. And then we're like, all right, let's go. Let's play this. And just experiencing the game together as we both played through it was pretty cool. Until so he just like ran through it all and I was left by myself. Just be like, all right. And then he's like, well, I can't talk, but... And then when I got to a certain point and I got stuck and he was like, well, do this and do this. And I was like, okay. And then I beat it. And I was like, just the way they changed up the story. And I know a lot of people bitch and complain about it. because They're like, well, it's not the original game. I'm like, motherfucker, it's not supposed to be the That's original game. That's the whole game. point. Like, it, it's, it's the true envision of what they wanted to do to begin with. And they just didn't have the power to do it back then. Like, they can flush out the story now and add all these ancillary characters that they wanted to flush out in the original game. They can do that now. Through the power of the PlayStation. This game um, is amazing. Just That game was just the first... It was really like the... After, after Animal Crossing, it was like the first big release during the pandemic. And I remember picking it up from Best Buy and I literally had to do... Because that's when you couldn't even go to, in the store... So, like, I had to, like, roll my window down. The guy, like, threw the copy in my car. <laughs> it, was so, it was so, like, ghetto. And I was like, oh, man, like, is this what games are going to be like for the rest of the year? Some guy in a mask and gloves throwing games in my window? I mean, I mean is you... that really a bad life, though? Is that I mean, really a bad life? If some guy wants to come over to my house and throw games in my window, I'm all for yeah. it. I'll give him my address. <laughs> No, but what a better game, than, though. Better than what most people throw at you. No, it, it, it was a great game, though. Like, like that was when, that first time for me this year where, you know, it was the only good thing that came out of the one point of time where I got sent home from work in a camp, and they said, we don't know if you're coming back. Like, that was the first time that I got told I might not be coming back. Like, I was laid off, and I was like, oh, no, like, that, like, you have this whole depressing thing, and then... Final Fantasy releases and I remember when you were like, "Oh, thank God, I already paid for mine." Yeah, yeah, and the the cool thing was, I didn't even get my deluxe edition until like, what was it, <laughs> two or three months after release? Like my physical copy, they wouldn't, the store wasn't open. I couldn't even get it till two or three months after, so I bought it digitally. So, but either way, um, it was just so cool. Like me and Kathy both played it. Um, it's part of the reason why I beat it so fast is because I was staying up all night playing it and then I would go to bed and then she would wake up during the day, play it all day. And then I would wake up and continue over after she went to bed. So like, it was this thing of just continuously playing this game. And there, there is nothing bad I have to say about this game. Like that is the one thing where most games, I I agree. I have I to pick things crazy. apart. I'm like, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. I didn't like the way they did this. I didn't like. There is really. I I just love nothing. how they the, the attention to detail for all the ancillary characters and flushing them out was my favorite thing in the entire in the entire game, the entire experience. Just like getting to know more about Jesse and Biggs and Wedge, like that was it, it was awesome because they, if you remember, like when Final Fantasy VIII came out, they gave Jesse Biggs and Wedge more of like a 
like do you remember when they they had them run around in like that dreamscape in eight and yeah like they experimented with that and it's kind of like this was like what probably might have been envisioned to be part of the original concept of the original game they just didn't have time to put it in or just couldn't execute it well i think it was just it's really hard to make squares look emotional so (laughs) polygonal emotions yeah and i think that's now with the the way they had it we are polygonal emotions and we are here to rock you oh they're also a british band yeah but the music joe what about the music is the best is the best soundtrack all year by far there's no soundtrack that touches that game period like just the remix of some of those classic stuff even like even just the dumb songs that got remixed and got like the hottest like remixes of all time like dj khalid like level remixes like where he should have been like another one dude the one that was so cool is just the way they developed the game too of how the transitions of different music like in that one part where you were going through the tunnel and you're like walking normally and the music's kind of whatever and then you get into a battle and the music itself changes beats I, I don't way, had, oh, I don't, like i don't think i had more of an emotional ride than playing that game this year honestly like there's nothing that pulled in my heartstrings and then my nostalgia buttons like pushed my nostalgia buttons harder than that game this year honestly like like do you remember the first time when you reached the slums and it does oh. that that does that pan out oh. it was absolutely like i had almost had tears in my eyes man even in the opening of the game i started tearing up because it's Dude, just so game. gorgeous and it's like it's like they delivered on what they said they were gonna do and a lot of people doubted them for so many years. I doubted them for so many years. I talk so much shit about that game on this show. I can't believe... Like, if I could sit there and kiss the feet of the people that made this game, I would. I'd grovel because, like, man, I can't wait for the second second game. And I know Kalai and I both had issues with it being episodic. But I feel like they did a really good job of packing so much into, into the Midgard like, area of this game that it warranted it being its own experience. Exactly. I think that's the revelation for Joe in 2020. The year where Joe talks shit about so many things and then has to apologize afterwards. Yeah, it's been very uh, <laughs> pro this year. Uh, my first game I would like to talk about is Monster Hunter World. Actually, yeah. Iceborne. Was that, was that really this year? Yes, it was. Yeah, Iceborne came out this year. Oh, Iceborne was this year. Oh, sorry. Right. Monster Hunter Worlds was like 2018? Yeah, but the fact that they're still, con- they're still you know, supporting this yeah, game. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a game that came out this year. It's no, 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 no. But that, that's not, I'm just, the, 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 like I say, the, the cool thing about this is, is it's, it was such a big game in 2018, like Kali's about to say. I'll just let her continue her statement, but it's just, it, it's, it doesn't feel like it was. It, we, I know it was 2018, but with Iceborne and all the stuff added in, it feels like this year. That, that's what I was going to. But yeah. Anyways, it was really nice to see monsters come back uh, from the older series. Because, of course, we did get Bracadios. They really listen to their fan base. And I think that's the major important thing to understand about Capcom and Monster Hunter and how much like love and care they put into the game. That they care and they take the feedback seriously. Like 
if they're missing a monster from older games, they're like, okay, we can bring that guy back. It's going to take some time, but we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, to do the to actually get to experience the Rajong fight before anybody else. Uh, I really want to go back and play that game. Yeah, it's a shame you you shame you don't have a PC that can play it because man, my character is dope in that game. I know, and it's like your barrier to even go and play it on PS4 because like I don't want to do this shit all over again. I know. Like, well, you know what that's like. I know what it's like tenfold because I play Monster Hunter and it's 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 just the cycle of Monster Hunter life. It's like the circle of life in that game. It's like get a new game, new character, or even even in like Monster Hunter, like even in Monster Hunter uh, Ultimate or Monster Hunter uh, Generations, like you know I mess around with different builds. Kali, like I'll have a female character, I'll have a male character, and then I'll have a power code character just because like who cares? Like it's just fun to mess around in those games. It's fun. Yeah. To do, it's fun. To, it's fun to do like randomized builds. I wish there was a button you could press, Kali, that could just do a random build. Like you just press it, and it randomizes all your shit, and then you go into the hunt with all that stuff. I think it would add a lot of flavor to the game. Have you done any of the challenges? Is that is that kind of how those work? Sort of, except that they give you a very. Um, they only give you very specific material going in. Like you have a specific mantle. You have two specific mantles, and depending on which um, which item you take, whatever uh, sword or shield or weapon you use, that dictates what your actual gear is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it's really hard. So I know I know your big thing this year, Kalai, and, like, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like your, your big, like, thing is you played a lot of multiplayer gaming this year with a lot of your friends and that's been like a lot of your time this year am i wrong no actually what i was gonna say for 2020 and what i think we should give a nod to i think the best games aren't going to be your final fantasies but they're going to be the games like among us but ones that are jackbox party which have brought families together in a pandemic situation I mean, look at Animal Crossing. I mean, we 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 can all talk. We all played Animal Crossing, didn't we? No, you didn't play it, quite, did you? No. Or were you were you done talking about Monster Hunter? I don't want to like cut you off. Yeah, no, I pretty much said what I had to say. Like, it's it's just a fun game, but it's again, it's a co op game. Uh, just in case you want to run out and get it, don't run out and get it unless you have somebody that's willing to play it with you, because otherwise, it can be a little bit on the boring side. Well, I can't say that it's got a. a Amazing community that'll that'll definitely sherpa you through the the adventure. I mean, the monster the monster hunter community is always welcoming. We don't like to push people away. Like we're very very welcoming of new new players because we want the fan base to grow. There's not a lot of gatekeeping. People aren't dicks. So if you want to get into monster hunter, I say go for it. I I honestly think that now is the time. It's not. It's never going to be hotter than now. Oh, Kalai. So we haven't had you on the show since this was announced. How fucking hyped are you that not only can you play? Monster Hunter Rise on a Switch now, but you could also play it on PC. Wait, what? Oh, you didn't hear that announcement? <laughs> oh, I just blew your mind, didn't I? Yes, it's announced for PC now. Yep. What? No way. Yep. Yes way. I think oh Switch got it for, what, six months or something, and then it goes to PC. You're going to have to play with me for six months, but... And we're playing hardcore once that comes out, so we're both getting it on release date. I'm, I'm telling you now. Like, we're playing... Well... People want to know what to get me for, for Christmas. I told them Switch money so I could pre-order my Monster Hunter Rise. There you go. You heard it first uh, here on Game Stuff. Get, get, get Kali some eShop money. <laughs> she can make it rain digitally. Uh, 
I'm like literally sitting here trying to Google this. I really don't believe that they're going to actually release that for PC. They already announced it. Yeah, they announced it. Uh, so, um, going off of that, Corey, I want to talk with you a little bit about one of the biggest games for 2020, and that's Animal Crossing. And I know what? that we both put in different amounts of times. We kind of fell off and didn't really play as much as we thought we were going to play. But like, I have friends who've played this game for 500, 600, 1,000 hours. And I feel like it was the most impactful game of 2020. As far as like giving somebody some giving people something to do in a in a super in a time of uncertainty within our society that we've never experienced before on this on this grand of a scale. So, what do you have to say about Animal Crossing, Corey? I mean, it makes you uh it, it was a great game at the time. It's just a very cool game on the idea that it's um, like we always talk about the idea of like playing cooperative games or playing games that um, allow you to uh, be together with other people. And I think Animal Crossing was kind of neat on that perspective, even though sometimes Joe was kind of being a little stingy on his island. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, it's one of those things where um, it was very neat, where they kind of put in this certain things where you had to play with other people. So uh, when you one thing, for example, when you start your island, um, you had to, um, for sure, you had to have it where you had certain fruit. Everybody only had two pieces of fruit, I think, to start. Yeah, you get you get a, a, a primary fruit and a secondary. Fruit. Yeah, yeah. Wait, and wait, wait. Is it, was it like a was it was it like a fire emblem? Uh, kind of. You mean you mean like the ones on the 3ds? Yeah, where you remember, like, yeah. you had to go to, like, everybody to collect all the your ord stuff. Yeah, the My Town. Oh, fuck My Town, seriously. <laughs> never bring that garbage back. Like, ever. Ever. Like, the the castle and the, like, the the castle, uh, uh Garrett Mock was so much better than than fucking My, my Town. Or My Castle. God, fuck My Town. Anyway. Which, by the way, I'm over 60 hours in. Uh, my friend just reached my friend Raf. Shout out to Raf on uh, Ralphletic Gaming. Check Ralphletic Gaming out on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, he's a per- he basically does physical fitness stuff for gamers. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, anyway, he has 165 hours. I think as of today, or 150 hours. I'm more game. curious how many hours you have in the game. I have 50. I have 50. I have 50. Uh, uh, yeah, I was like up there. I think I'm at, like, I thought I played more than Joe. I think I went. Oh, I you know what? When it comes to the Switch, no, I, don't know, I don't I, know what, what it is with Switch games. But, like, when I go into a Switch game, I go hard. Like, absolute, like, just. Balls to the balls wall. To the walls hard into a game. Like, I remember when I got Animal Crossing, because Joe had it already for, like, however long. And he's like, yeah, I go every day. I, like, do this, yeah, I do yeah. that. And then, like, a week later, I'm like, Joe, I've got all the fruit. Do you need all the fruit, Joe? Because like I was saying, every island, everybody's island has different fruit. So either A, you have to go explore to get the different fruit. Or B, the other option is you you find a friend that has that fruit. And you're like, hey, dude, I need to go to your island. I need to chop down. I need to like pick some of your oranges so I can plant orange of orange trees on my plant on my place. And so like I was like messaging everybody i knew i'm like dude i need all the fruit i need all the fruit i need all the fruit finding out what one of your friends had which fruit and then just, going to their place and 
getting it all. Shout out, shout out to the cool crew. They know, yeah. they know who they are. I mean, I think 2020 was a big year of like gaming with the cool crew and just finding different games that we all shared in. Not even if we played them like together multiplayer wise, but just sharing our experiences as a whole. And I, oh, that's exactly. That I think I just can't. And I, I just think I'm, I'm, I'm most half happy for being able to to have like Corey. And I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not trying to be sappy or, but I feel like he helped me get through a lot of this shit too. Because you know, having to quarantine twice during this, not fun. But having someone to actually like pass the time with, because I couldn't spend time with my wife or I couldn't go downstairs and spend time with my kid. Like having Corey there to like help me through a lot of this, like. The mental aspect of it all was kind of cool, and I, I thank you for that, Corey. I don't ever think I told you that. So, oh, you did, you do. It, like I said, it's one of those cool things where I think that's the big thing that's really neat. Where, um, with gaming and stuff, the way it is, I think that 2020 is has taught me two things. Uh, one, in 2020, I really learned what I wanted to do with my life, because guess what? When you're not working, it's kind of what you. Th- think about all the time um and so it's really neat that it's allowed me to like in all honesty uh in 2019 and even before that uh you know i wasn't really in especially 2019 i wasn't part of too much into the game stuff podcast people know that i kind of drifted off you know i wasn't in a lot of the gamer groups i wasn't talking to a lot of people and with 2020 being the way it was you know, I've really dived into uh, helping out with game stuff here. I mean, I've talked with Andy on dual screens and Andy and me, him and me have been gaming all the time. Um, and it's really neat that I've been able to connect with everyone within our community. And, you know, that's something I was never able to do before. So uh, it's really neat that I've been able to do that and, and play with everyone and enjoy the time. I mean, and lose my out. time in the Switch. Good God, I'm gonna I might burn my switch just based on the idea of like how many hours. Like when I look at my switch and it says I sank 352 hours into my switch. Wow, when so I know when you look at your PS4, what are you gonna do then? Like Oh dude, I'm not even that but I'm not even that far on like my PS4. On fire five times because I'm not No, he's that... gonna take he's gonna take the PS4 out to dinner and give him a nice wine. Dude, I looked it up you know, though. I'm not even that high on like my an anniversary. Give it a five dollar handy. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I'm actually not I'm even that. I'm actually surprised. That's the one cool thing with the PS5. They let me know how many hours I played this year. Like you can, it actually tracks your hours of every game you've played. Yeah, and I'm actually, I like how they're getting back to that. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite surprised how many hours I put onto games on the PS4. I actually haven't put that much time in. Um, but the games, like I say, the, I think the coolest experiences I've had multiplayer wise this year. There, there is another game. That we can all talk about together on the wonderful thing that is called the Switch. And that game is Pokemon. Oh hell yeah. Let's have that discussion. I think that's a good that's a good one to talk about. We all own Pokemon. We've all had varying levels of experience with it. I know Kalai was late to the party, but and she was very skeptic in the beginning, but we made her a true believer. So Dude, you were a skeptic to be once again, 2020, Joe regretting his choices. 2020, Joe's like, I really like Pokemon. The new, I just don't like Dynamax battles. It's just kind of stupid. And then once Joe found out what Dynamax battles really were, 
Well, with once friends? I figured once I figured out like that we could all play them together and it was like this experience that we could share in. That was, was what oh, made I'm it cool. Let's do these every night. Yeah. And that's when it started like that's when we started doing like Dynamax raids like every night or like at like midnight, you know, our our time on the US and that would be nine o'clock Corey's time. Like we would just sit and play for like two or three hours just just doing Dynamax raids and and then and but then it gets to like but there's always like a point like where like like us and the crew realize like where Corey like gets too into a game and then he like tries to break it and then it's like sometimes it becomes no fun after that. So well, it's not that I try to break a game. It, yeah. Let me rephrase it this way. It's not that I try to break a game. I use the game's mechanics to my advantage and that I found some things that the gamers the the, the game had that were may, maybe might have been bugs and I was using it for the benefit of my friends. <laughs> like like ha- like the idea when Kalai came into the game, Kalai's like I just started Pokemon. I'm like, would you like all the starters for all of Gen 8 and 9? And she's like, yeah, sure. Like, let me send yeah. you those. Would you like nine Eevees so you can have all the Eevee illusions? Yeah, that'd be cool. Cool. Corey, the Eevee farmer, was able to provide Eevees for everyone. Provides a service, people. Provides yeah, people. I have an entire box. <laughs> if you need Eevees, just let me know. Message me on. He's got your Eevee just go into the Facebook group at GameStuff. GameStuff on Facebook. Hashtag Eevee. Just put that. And then just put hashtag I need an Eevee and I will find you. <laughs> and and just let me know your Pokemon stuff and we will I will send you Eevees. Um, Honestly, like I think it's like you could you'd find like you know how like everybody's like a Pokemon trainer in the game and they have like their own sprite? Corey's like the weirdo guy with like a black trench coat and like like he opens the trench coat and like Eevees just start popping out of it. Well, actually, it's no. Sorry, it's not just. A, it's not a trench coat, Joe. It's because I'm riding my bike all the time, so I have these sweaty ass EVs that are in my like bike <laughs> suit. Because I found out a glitch. It's supposed to take like what is it, five minutes of in-game time of you riding a bike or something to 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 breed to have an egg hatch. No, it's, it's all steps. It's all steps. Not, what's not. I mean? It's supposed to be steps, but it's supposed to be like five thousand steps or something. But I found out that in the where the breeder is. I can go down the bridge and back and it hatches all my eggs and I breed another Eevee. And so it's the only place in the game that the steps don't matter. And that's how I was able to breed so many times. And then because I was breeding so many Eevees, I was just, I'm like, I have too many Eevees, too mu- two boxes of Eevees is too much. So then I'm like, thank God for this thing called mystery trade on Pokemon. So I'm like, I'm just going to start trading Eevees and Mystery Trade and giving everyone Eevees for random Pokemon. And then I would just trade all these Pokemon. Kalai, did you, did you finish Pokemon? No, it's on my list. I How was, was your experience so far? Yeah. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I, I, I'm disappointed that I bought the uh, DLC to play with you guys and then you guys ditched me. Hey, I oh, will play the oh, DLC with you. No, no, let's no, do no, a no. after this. I'll, let's do some raids. I'm dead okay, serious. you want it, Kalai? Don't pull a Joe. Beat the game before you do the DLC. I am letting you know this out of the kindness of my heart. Don't pull a Joe where you try to do the DLC and all the monsters are a certain level and then when you try to beat the DLC, it's like, hey, guess what? Everything's level 70 and you're like, oh, shitty. So... 
Heads up. Yeah, I, I. Or we funny. can Dynamax I, with you. We can Dynamax I, with you and boost. You want? You want to just have a level one hundred Pokemon? We'll Dynamax with you. I kind of broke the game, so and so did Corey. Because once you get like, once you can start Dynamaxing Pokemon, like the game's broken. Like I got to the last part of the game, Clyde. All I just kept hitting was A. Because like no, <laughs> like none of the moves I picked mattered at that point because I was just so over fucking powered. <laughs> Like, I asked Corey, I literally just kept punching everything in the face. It would just die. Yeah, he is, and yeah, pretty much it's, it's... Corey's really good in that game, too. Like, don't sleep on the story. Like, the story was worth playing through. Like, and I, and that's something, like, that's really hard to say about a Pokemon game, because, like, I don't remember the last Pokemon game where I actually cared about the story. But and there's like, actually, Jorazi finished what? it. I heard, I heard Black was pretty good. Black and White were really good. And uh, X and Y weren't that bad either, but... But this is the first story that has a story within a story and the characters continue on. And that's the coolest part is that once you've beat the game, there's still another story. And then, and then, really? yeah. yeah, Joe hasn't done that yet because, because, you oh. know, Joe gave up on the Pokemon world. I didn't done it yet. No, I know. But to be see, Kali, I give you credit because you haven't sunk as many hours into Joe as Joe has. Oh, Joe's gone to the DLC and beat the DLC. But hasn't even done the story. Like it's so cool that the DLC is not just like because before, well, we never really had DLC before. But DLC in this game is really neat because they go. Not only is this a place to catch more Pokemon, here's a story to go with it to let you explore. It, like to give you a story in this area, and it's really neat how they do that. But yeah, Pokemon. That is really a nice feature. What I, a great game! I just, I just think that the they handled like. They handled the the national Dex crises of 2020 so well. Like people were like ready to like. Well, I guess technically it would be the national Dex crises of 2019. Because the game came out in 2019, right? Yes. It came out the end, right? November. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone was bitching about like how like the national Dex ruined the game. Like not having a, a a national Dex ruined the game. Like just truncating it to 300 Pokemon or 400 Pokemon was going to be a problem. And then they were like, well, fuck you. Here's a Pokemon. Here's a, here's a DLC drop. Here's another 150 or 175. And then here's another 200. Oh yeah. And in this 200, every single legendary boom. And Pokemon studio just, well, Pokemon company the, just drops the mic and they're like, yeah, now what fuckers? One, the cool thing is too, is they also introduced Pokemon home this year um for people like Kalai where they've played Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu where she can now transfer every Pokemon she's caught in that into her Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mhm. And Pokemon Go. All the Pokemon Go Pokemon you have, put those in there too. And you can go to your Pokemon Go and then go home and go to sleep. Pokemon's got you. Like there's go, there's go home, there's sleep, there's Pokemon brush your teeth. Which I do it with my daughter. It's pretty funny. Pokemon <laughs> Cafe. Yeah, Pokemon Cafe, which is actually a pretty fun game. I like it. So, I... Yeah. Kalai, I, I want to hear another game from the Kalai. I do too. Because cause I, think, I think out of... Me and Joe have kind of played the same thing. There's one more game I want to talk about before we shut down the shing, shindig. That the game that I really want to talk about. But it's going to be a solo endeavor. Into uh, the Far well, East. So I'll let you talk about. Well, I want to talk about things like Among Us. I had a blast with Among Us. Or even Fall Guys. Fall Guys is great. What Fall a great Guys game. Great. Fall Guys. Yep, I totally got into it. Uh, did you know, the, does anybody have Amazon Prime? Yep. Yes. 
Do you know they're giving away um if you link your Fall Guys account to your Amazon account, you get three crowns special special outfit right now. What? You get three crowns for free? I can Whoa. get three crowns? Whoa. Yes. God damn it. I wonder if it popped the crown trophy. Okay, so I just got to peep into this. Kalai, you would have loved it. If you could have... We should have, because we were all watching it. The funny thing is, is Joe said he wouldn't watch the Game Awards this year. Totally did. What a lying sack of garbage he is. I never said anything. I didn't agree to watching the Game Awards, but I also watched it this year. So did you. We all watched it separately, which we could all watch it together. The greatest thing that I think, and Kathy laughed her ass off, is that they showed the Fall Guys trailer, and my only word for the Christmas trailer was, I could be a motherfucking penguin? And that was it. And then she was laughing so fucking hard about how I was just so excited about being a penguin, which I did buy the DLC to be a penguin in Fall Guys. Penguins are dope. Penguins are dope. You get a cute outfit from Amazon. I know. Well, once we're done recording this, I will then, since my computer will crash if I try to open up Amazon while doing the, 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 the talk. Which positive side, Kalai? I found out that in Canada, in a place that is near me, they have a computer thrift store, which deals with last, somewhat last gen computers, where I can get them on the, the super cheap down low, and they have a computer that will do everything I need for for a, a nice price that I could probably afford. So okay. Um, can we go back to me talking about Fall Guys? And, yes. And, yeah, on... um, so I really like these games because they were games that uh, like people who don't play games get into. And I noticed that. And they brought a lot of people closer together, especially in this pandemic. So I like Among Us. And people came up with... I played variations of Among Us. So have you guys played Among Us at all? Okay. I've played it. Uh, you have to play... I will admit one thing. This game needs to play, be played with friends. Do not yeah. join public servers. They are garbage. They are not fun. Because some little tiny 12-year-old, or maybe they were an adult that's just trying to be a jerk, walks up, kills you in front of everyone, and then quits out of the game, and then the game is done. I may have won, but that's not the way I want to win. Yes, I had a lot of fun playing this with my sister. And the fact that it was free on it's free on mobile. Yep. Anybody can play. Well, it's only five dollars on computer. Like this game is just neat. Well, true. To... You're you're right. It is only it's five dollars. Game and it can run on any PC. It can run on my PC. You're right. It is only five dollars, but not everybody has PCs, or anybody likes to play PCs. On Switch now, though. What I'm saying, but what, what I'm what I was saying is that um, the cool thing was with being on mobile with PC. Um, this is a game. Where, um, like, I always talk about the idea that I can't play games because I have a shitty PC. Among Us is a game that I can play on my PC. So. Because mm-hmm. uh, you were talking about different variations. So, so tell us about the variations you've played. Well, the other variation I played is you actually know who the killer is. Okay. So you have one killer. And at- like Slasher. And at the beginning of the game, you whoever's the killer has to say they're the killer. And then it's tag. You're trying to keep, or keep away. You're trying to keep away from the guy that's trying to kill you and finish your task. Ah, okay, okay. So yeah, nobody I've seen, reports. I've seen a lot of cool ones um, now that 
people have been playing different ones. Uh, one version I saw was, uh, did you play the proximity mode one? No. So it's supposed to be where, I don't know if they get told who the killer is, but you can hear people in chat through the, the proximity alert, right? Of like, if you're close to someone, you can hear them or whatever. And uh -huh. I guess what it, it, it's, it makes it funny because um, I was watching them where they're like, going up to someone and because usually you don't chat during the match you only a chat when you're having a meeting and like they're working on their jobs and it's like hey buddy uh yeah um what did you just do right now well i did this um no you didn't because it'd be a lot slower than that he's like yeah he's like okay well i'll give you a choice he's like what do you like more, this or this? And he's like, says something. He's like, okay, I'll let you live for now. And then he like walks away. And there's just, it's just, I don't know. It's such a neat game where I think with the right people, um, like I know me, me and Joe uh, talked with Andy and Steve about, and and probably you too, Kalai, is that the GameStop dual screens and a couple other people are all going to get together when uh, we can all play this together when it comes out on PS5 or PS4 or like, you know, everything that everyone wants to play on um and it'll be a real neat experience to just kind of do it with friends and i think that's the big thing is this is a great game to play. yeah i did play with a lot of friends even fall guys again another great game to play with friends because you can have a team of up to four players yeah so uh i will admit don't play this uh personal thing guys if you're gonna play fall guys and your significant other goes to sleep around eight o'clock nine o'clock at night um and you're gonna try to play fall guys at eight o'clock nine o'clock at night um don't do it or at least try to learn how to have an invoice inside voice if you don't like if you're like me and you don't have an inside voice uh don't do it because then you're gonna yell and scream and uh be all excited for your buddies and then your significant other's gonna come out and tell you to shut the hell up because you're being super loud and yelling at so now Okay, so what other game do you want to... You said you wanted to talk about a game? One more game. The game where I came from the East. I played this great game called uh, Ghost of Tsushima. This amazing game of me being a samurai and Sucker Punch making one hell of a game. And the just the, the this game was the only other game this year to really suck me in for hours and playing and just being when it was out it was the only thing i was playing and this game is just so good and for those people that haven't played it joe, joe, joe <coughs> um they should really play this game because this game is amazing this game is is truly um when we talk about uh what a playstation exclusive is and and does that mean anything um you can play this game and understand it does uh like this game is just such a good game where we got immersed in a world with a character and being able to play through this world and the combat and just the way this game played and then they came up with this multiplayer mode called legends and this mode is just so good i have andy from dual screens who right now is basically missing a finger and through the sheer pain and agony of his own body, willing to play let this game with me just so we can unlock a couple new costumes because of how good this game is and how good Legends is. 
and the multiplayer mode that actually has a story and it's completely free and just so good and such a different style of game compared to the main game like this game everybody needs to play this everybody i this is the one game where if i was to say okay playstation you got to give one of your exclusives to pc just so people can understand what playstation goods games are good for and why they should buy all own a ps4 or ps5 this is the game you give them you say you take this game pc people you take this game you you play this game they'll make you want to buy a ps4 playstation 5 this game is great this game is amazing i agree 100 percent. the last of us 2 i never played last of us 2 do I think Last of Us 2 should have won as many awards as it won? I have no idea. I didn't play it yet. I'm not going to have my opinion on that. Do I think that Ghost of Tsushima won player's choice and deserved every bit of that? 100% it did. That game was amazing. And that game was that. That was my game of the year. That game is amazing. You need to play this game and experience it. Especially you PlayStation people that are out there that still play a PlayStation 4 every single day and collect trophies, and wear glasses, and your name starts with J, and, you know, you have a daughter, and, you know, you have a wife, and you live in New Jersey, those people especially need to play this game. Wow, that's... I I feel like you're talking to me. (laughs) But that's it. Yeah, that was it. That game is so good. I feel like that was was weird to me. (laughs) What? What about you, Joe? Is there any other game you want to talk about? Yeah, um, I think one that really grabbed my attention this year is uh, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. Wow, what a what a blast to go back and play uh, Tony Hawk again, and to play Tony Hawk the way it was meant to be played, not like Tony Hawk trying to mask itself as a skate game or trying to revolutionize itself with a fucking riding board on a carpet. Like it's actually just Tony Hawk. With simple button presses and over-the-top combos, it was, it was just really cool to re-experience Tony Hawk. Like I, I absolutely adore Tony Hawk. I think anybody who doesn't have Tony Hawk One and Two should definitely pick it up. I mean, it's it's cheap. It's on the cheaper side. I I think one of the one of the bigger revelations of this year was um, for 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 most people who know me from three years of being on the show and doing the show is I'm a huge wrestling fan. Right? There was no wrestling game this year. Are they're, That's they're, not true. There was a wrestling whoa, game this year. Oh, there, true. There's there there Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds. There's Battlegrounds. There's Battlegrounds. Which, thank you for <laughs> 2K. Thank you for 2K Games for providing me a WWE Battlegrounds. Thank you so much. Uh, by my heart. Um, I I have to say, like, Battlegrounds is an okay game. It fill it didn't fill the void that 2K21 left in its wake. Um, I'm really excited to see what they do with 2K22 next year, and I don't know, like. It, it just makes me wonder what the future of wrestling games is with, with there being like the first time in 20 years where there hasn't been a game. So it's, it's very interesting territory to be in where there's not a release, a yearly release for the first time in 20 years. Uh, I did play last of us remastered this year, finally. And I have to say like waiting so long to play that and then finally getting to experience for myself and like, Honestly, like I secluded myself from knowing what the ending or the plot was for so long. I'm very good at like not finding shit out. Except I will tell you guys something on the podcast that I had never told anybody else. And this is was heartbreaking because I found it out and I got so pissed. 
Uh, somebody ruined the story of the last Ronin for me before I got a chance to read the comic. What? Yes. Those so bastards. I know who the last Ronin is. I won't tell anybody on the podcast who it is because that's really fucked up. Uh, but I I do know who it is now. Um, Did you unfriend I, that person? I I didn't. I felt bad for them. I, I kind of gave them a fair pass. But back to The Last of Us. Like The Last of Us truly is a masterpiece. And I understand why it's Tricky's favorite game of all time. Like I get it. Like I get why so many people hold the game in such high regard. It's it's a next level of storytelling and gaming. It's it's on the level of well, I say it, it, it surpasses the level of anything uh, Kojima's ever done. And I know people love Metal Gear, and I know it's kind of sacrilegious to play that, but those stories are all over the fucking place. And they're conv- convoluted and hard to follow. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I love Beast of Metal Gear, but they're convoluted as fuck, and they're hard to follow. Like, Last of Us, like, I understood what was going on, and I wanted to keep playing. It's one of those games where, like, you know, when you play a game and you don't want to put it down, it's like when Kalai and I played Control. Like, Kalai and I didn't want to put Control down. It was that good. And it wasn't even the story of Control that was that good. It was the game. Like, the gameplay itself in Control is just so addicting. And, like, picking up all the files. And, like, The Last of Us had that same kind of feel, like, where I always wanted to look in every little cabinet, every little nook and cranny for every collectible and every extra conversation, every joke, and every... I wanted to find all the pills so I could upgrade Joel. It was, like... I was just immersed in that in that story so much that like all I wanted to do is play it. It got to the point where it got to like I didn't even want to go to like work some days or like not not that I didn't want to go, but like when I was at work, all I all I thought about was going home and playing The Last of Us. In that in that time frame. And that's that's when you know a game has got you when all you can think about when you're at work is like staring at the clock and going, All right, it's like seven hours before I can go home and play the last of us. Yep. So I was I'm I'm very excited to play the second one. I know I'm getting it for Christmas, so I'm super excited to play The Last of Us Two. I am I'm I'm just chomping at the bit to play this game, and I'm trying to go. I'm going through my backlog beatdown list to see if there's anything else I want to touch on. Oh, Corey, we can touch on something real quick together. Okay. Um, Corey and I both played through um, South Park: Fractured Behold this year. Was it? Kalai, this you year? played. That was this year. Yeah. Yeah, we played it this year. God damn. I played through both. I remember when I blasted through both right back to back. Yeah, I remember that. I, th- I thought you were going to get some fatigue. Kalai, you played Fractable Hole this year too, didn't you? Uh, I played it last year when it came out. Oh, okay. Well, you can still talk about it then. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. This game is fucking awesome. Like, to take a game where the first game they did it as a turn-based strategy game, kind of put, like, in Mario, in Paper Mario-esque, where, like, timing of buttons had an impact on your moves and your defense. And then to go, okay, well, the second game, we're going to fucking flip it on its head and we're going to do a, you know, a turn-based, um, like, strategy game, strategy RPG. And I was like, oh, I love turn-based strategy. I love Fire Emblem. Um, I played the game and I got stuck in one particular spot because the game is super fucking stupid at this one spot. It's, uh, it's where you get to the strip club and you have to fight the big fat fucker and she like stomps the ground and kills all your guys in like one move. Yep. I got stuck there for so long until I until I like understood like the mechanic of the fight and I was like, "Oh man, this is pretty ingenious the way they did this." Like and I have to say that game made me think all the time. Well, and I like the idea that it was a direct connection and it just felt like watching a very long South Park episode. And that was the coolest thing about it is it was just 
one story that kind of continued all the way through and every character interacted with what you did. It's just, you never would think that people think that that game would have been just like a, a Simpson game or another like, you know, movie tying game or something where it would just be like, okay, cool. You were in the world of South park. Here you go. And just be garbage. And you know, that was a really good fun game. Nobody would have assumed that of the second one after the first one. Well, no, that's what I mean though. But what I'm saying is just, those games in general, I'm talking about them as a whole, because like I said, I played them together. Um, because if anybody remembers the old South Park games we got, those were all, almost all garbage. I like those games. I really like the trivia one, like Chef's Love Shack, and I really like um, the first person shooter on the um, Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they, like, I did, they weren't like, but they weren't like... The art racing game was garbage. Yeah, yeah, they weren't like the, the games that were like, like, really, in all honesty, Stick of Truth was almost genre defining of how they did it. The idea oh, that they took something you, like that and played it. Oh, you played this on the Switch, didn't you? No. I thought you played Fractured But Whole on the Switch. All about no, that. No, I had already beat, beat it by the time it came out on the Switch. Oh, okay, okay. You played it on PS4? No. PC? Yes. I was going to say Evercade. I was going to say, do we need to ask this question anymore, Joe? It's always PC. No, it's not. Unless it comes out on the Switch. It's an Evercade game. Remember that. True. Here's the one thing, and this is what I want to bring up, guys, because I think we can all have a little bit of a talk about this. And this is kind of neat because it kind of ties into the way we've been talking about this year. There's one thing with 2020 that's different than 2019. There's one thing that started. That was a great thing to start. That wasn't zero. It was the Backlog Beatdown. This year, we all started the the backlog beatdown and did a lot of things. And I think the coolest thing I like about this year and our gaming experiences this year is that I went back and played a lot of my older games I would not have played due to the backlog beatdown. But it was reliving certain games that we had maybe beaten before, remasters that we didn't know about, Kali and your Evercade. Like, it was just kind of one of those years where... I think for us anyway, or my myself personally, where it was just really neat to kind of go back and relive the experiences that we had, whether it was Final Fantasy VII remake, bringing back those old memories of the original Final Fantasy, or Tony Hawk reliving all those memories, or um, just playing older games like Myth Me and the Stick of Truth and a lot of my Switch experiences, right? Um, it was just really neat to have those experiences. Joe, Kingdom Hearts. I conquered a lot of demons. I beat two Kingdom Hearts games. Well, no, I didn't beat two. I beat two, though. I beat Kingdom Hearts 2, finally. And now I'm on the third one. And, I'm, and now I'm officially further than Roberto. Yeah, but the question is, do you understand the story? Because I still to this day do not understand the uh, story. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 does a good job of, like, trying to make it less convoluted. And Corey can attest to that. They try and put a lot of cutscenes in this one. Too many. Honestly, it's too many. It's like, I played maybe three hours of that game, and I'd say about an hour and 45 minutes cutscene. I heard, I heard, I heard. Like, good friend like, of the show. It's like Kojima level cutscenes. Like, these are like, you better get a pop, bag of popcorn and, you know, grab some, some, uh, some Dayquil so you can stay awake. Because literally, it's, these are some fucking cutscenes, man. And they're well, gorgeous. I yeah. I was gonna say, good friend of the show, Veronica, had it. She couldn't wait to play, and she's like, "Yeah, I gave up. There was too many cutscenes." 
it's just not enough gameplay. I, like, I feel like sometimes. And I was like, I was really looking forward to playing this one. And I haven't really gotten to any of the worlds yet. So I feel like I, I but, haven't, like, I was telling Corey, like, the coolest, one of the coolest things, Kali, about the third one is all the, there's like these special uh, combo power ups that you get. And they're kind of like, you know how like the Trinity ones in the first one where like you step on the like square and then you do the Trinity attack? Well, this one, like you press triangle and you do like a ride attack. So it's an, a lot. Uh, it's like a ride attraction from Disney World Parks, like Splash Mountain. And oh, uh, good. So they took the game and they totally put in advertising. Oh, yeah. They the fucking marketed it. They, they're, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm honestly surprised that it's not like it's not like so fucking stupidly blatant that it's like, oh, yeah, like all these. <laughs> It's not like super blatant advertisements where it's like in the corner on your PlayStation it pops up like, oh yeah, you can come to Disney World for only $69.99. Oh wait, I, you, bought Kingdom Hearts, you bought Kingdom Hearts 3? You can, you can get a pass today for $49.99. I think, I think the real cool thing with Kingdom Hearts 3 is it, it for someone like me that's never been to Disneyland and, and stuff like that, I think it was really cool that the, with the way that they do the rides and the way that they take it all in is i think kingdom hearts because i mean it's op kingdom Heart, well kingdom hearts one and two kingdom hearts one and two really went off of the classic movies we all knew and having final fantasy whereas disney like the, the kingdom hearts three went here are the movies that we have now these are the movies that make disney now and then, like, here's the stuff that makes Disney Disney. And then that's why I think the rides kind of worked. Like, it, it, yeah, it's a little corny, but they kind of worked on the idea that it was like, here's the rides at Disneyland. And, like, yeah, it was down, corny. Did you but... play a Kingdom Hearts Star Wars game? Oh, uh, dude, yes. You're like, oh, oh, wait, I think they have. Do they have Star Wars in there? No. They just bought the license. They started. They could have put Star Wars in it, but they didn't. I mean, they put a lot of cool stuff in there, like Toy Story and I think Monsters, Inc.'s in that one, too, right? Monsters, Inc., Toy Story, Frozen, Tangled. What else is in that? I'm trying to think. That's it, right? Yeah. It, but those worlds are pretty cool, and I'm, I'm... It's hard to play that game without, like, having my daughter next to me. That's another thing. It's, like... That's another thing that's different with 2022, is, like, my daughter's starting to get more cognizant. And, like, the whole, like, fake controller thing doesn't work anymore. So now she wants to actually play games with me. And I think that that's going to be a problem down the road because I'm at this, like, point in my life where, like, I only get so much time to game and I don't want to share it with somebody else. I don't, and I'm not trying to be, like, <laughs> like <laughs> fucking, like, selfish. But, like, this is my, like, hobby. This is my thing. This is what I do to relax. It's my favorite thing to do outside of my family and outside of, you know, wrestling is gaming and wrestling took a huge hit this year i've maybe watched less than 100 hours of wrestling this year and that's and for me that's absolutely ridiculous like ask Corey. i i watch a lot of wrestling a week i almost watch no wrestling i had six months of wrestling on the dvr at one point and i just raced it all yesterday i raced all of it and i said i'm never gonna watch this i have no desire to watch wrestling without fans i know this isn't uh wrestle wrestle stuff so maybe that's coming in 2021 <laughs> <laughs> what, else? what else this year what else so is this so what you're saying is you bought elliot a switch for christmas fuck no that's that's, that's what you like get it right i would never right. even that 
I would I would take Switch Lite for myself. I mean, I, we could go into super massive games, but I think I'd rather save that for a different panel. Oh, 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 I know a what? game. One game. We talk about cooperative experiences. We did Extra Life this year. What was the greatest achievement of Extra Life this year? Playing Little Hope. No, I don't want to talk about that, though, because I want to do that with a panel of our friends. No, 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 no. Have. But what I'm saying is the experience. Oh, yeah. Playing together, Little Hope and Man of Madame were two great games that people... And right now, PlayStation has a holiday sale. They're both on it. I'm not going to toot our horn, but like you and I praised that studio and it's and to the masses. And I feel like a lot of people have picked up those games because of us. And I and I and I want to say, like, you're welcome. Well, Kalai picked it up and played with Levi. Those games are amazing. I know. And those games are amazing to play with other people. That's the true way to experience those games. Like, you want to take the time and spend it with, you know, a friend and seclude yourself off. You know, don't talk about what you're doing and just experience the game together. And it, it has a lot of replay value. Corey and I have talked about wanting to go back and play that. Let's talk about one of the uh, more disappointing games of the year. Um, I would say, Arts, I know you I don't... Are we talking about disappointing? This is our gaming gaming thing of 2020. Well, it, it, it ties into that. Oh, well, okay. I got one more. Kalai, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, that's that pretty much sums up. Borderlands. Like... Borderlands. Yeah, Kalai, going to Borderlands. It's just a huge Borderlands year for you. Oh, I get, yeah, it was huge Borderlands. I forgot Borderlands came out. Go ahead. Go, played... through, go through Borderlands 3 with us. Take us through I... your, your adventure. So I bought Borderlands three on xbox i really wanted it on pc i wanted it on pc so bad but at the time you had to play it with jim first (laughs) oh wait because it actually came out yeah it did come out this year did it no came out last year but but this is the year you played it on pc but i feel like time into it this year yeah well that's because this is what happened is jim wanted to play it with me and i wanted to play on pc he's like no i'm not gonna play on pc pc is stupid let's get xbox i'm like fine so i got xbox like I really want to play on PC. Oh, because this is the year it came out on PC on Steam. That's yep. why. Before it was a uh, a uh, exclusive to Epic. And now that he has a PC, he was like, "I only want to play PC. I only want to play PC." Well, I think that's I think that's that's really funny, Clyde. I want to touch on that with you. I think like this year has been a huge epiphany for not only you but like mostly more Jim. Like, Jim has really stepped away from console gaming, and he's pretty much now a PC gamer. Yeah. He hasn't even touched his Xbox. He doesn't even want the new Xbox. Well, nobody wants uh, the new Xbox, let's be honest. I mean, you uh, can tell Jim if he's in the market to sell off his Xbox. I will see. I don't know if he'll actually sell off his Xbox, but he might. Would you really would you really want an Xbox? I, I mean, if the price is good, yeah. I don't know, but we can talk. We can have these talk off the show. Like this is not a conversation we need to have on the show. Yeah. So Borderlands, what I like doing with Borderlands is I like playing with people that have never played Borderlands and my friend Carl never played it. So we played the first one, the second one, the pre-sequel, and then the third one all on PC. So, so, okay. So I don't want to interrupt, but I want to ask you uh, like a genuine question. And I know you're going to have a genuine answer for me. How many, between all the iterations of Borderlands this year, how many times did you beat this game this year? Borderlands 3 twice. Okay, I said all iterations. 
No, no, but like, this year she only beat it twice. No, no, no. Every, uh, every one. Oh, yeah, I know. Three. Maybe three. More than that. Didn't you play all through Levi too? No, Levi. We're only playing the second one, and we had to take a break because he was he couldn't he couldn't our times weren't lining up. Doesn't he get up at like the ass crack of dawn? I don't get up at the ass crack of dawn, boy. And like hunt like I don't know. He's he's a he's a he's an interesting cat. I love Levi. Shout out to Levi. Shout out to all our fans. Like I I think this is a big year for the podcast in general. But like Kali, go back to Borderlands because like I'm so just I, to give you an idea. I just looked on my Steam account. Would you like to know how many hours I've played in Borderlands Three? Oh, Three hundred and fifty-two. I'm gonna go with six hundred and eighty. No, 117 hours. Oh man, those were some rookie numbers. That's like that's like when you see that Leonardo DiCaprio meme and you're like, those are some rookie numbers. You gotta pump that shit up. That's okay. Look uh, at Kali and how many how many hours you put into into Monster Hunter. Well, yeah, oh. there's that and Slay the Spire. She has a shit fucking ton of hours into. Well, no, you, the crazy thing is I already looked up Kali's because we got the PlayStation Five. So the cool thing with the PlayStation Five for people that don't know. Because uh, that was one cool thing of 2020 is I did get my PS5, which... Oh my gosh, did we go over this before? No, yeah, gonna, gonna, I'm not going to dive deep into that. I'm not going to dive... about Borderlands, Corey. You can talk no, no, about no, I'm going to talk about Borderlands. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because it shows me all the hours people have played. Including, I can look at people's accounts like Kalai. Kalai on PlayStation, I think, has 160-something hours on Monster Hunter. Not including her PC time. That can't be right. Let me look it up again. That's before she gave up. Like, can't do this. No, I like really. Oh, I really don't think that's right because I didn't get that far into a game. I only got halfway through. I played like twenty hours. I'll look into it. I thought you were, or was it? I I know you. Anyway, we can continue on. Uh, just in case you're curious, would you like to know how many hours I have in uh, Monster Hunter on PC? Go ahead. Yeah. Anybody likes to take a guess? Uh, I still say it's four hundred and something. I think I looked it up the other day when you because sh- I looked at your play- Steam account. It was like four hundred. Was it four hundred or six hundred? No, I was. I sure it was like three hundred and something. I think you said you had over. I thought you said you had over a thousand already. No, I haven't gotten over a thousand. I'm halfway there. I have over five hundred hours in the game. That's insane. Yeah, I'm still going. Yep. I'm glad but- that you got into Monster Hunter. I really am, and I'm glad that you know. You know, it's a it's a franchise like you really stuck with because I remember when we when I first got you into playing the one on the Switch and you were like, oh man, this is cool. And then Worlds came out and you were like, oh fuck, like this is like on another level. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And well, I know you still like the Switch one too. And I know, I know, I know yeah, but it's really hard sometimes to game with you because you know you're so busy. I know, I don't, and, but like I said, I don't say it, like two o'clock in the morning, I just can't anymore. No, no, and I and I definitely think that like we're playing rise together. Like that's one thing that like I'm playing with you and I'm not playing. I'm like, that's worth, we're, we're, we're going to do that. Like that. We're going to set a time aside time for. Sorry. I was wrong. Kali is right. 27 hours. I, I was thinking of final fantasy 15 was the one that was shocking for me where it says that Kali's put 189 hours into it. We don't talk about that game. Yeah. No, that's I a source spot for Kali. It I is just... a sore spot. There's a reason why I have that many fucking hours in that game. And I don't want to talk about it. Don't make me talk about it. Surprised you didn't get the Steam version. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't have 100 hours because I like the game, okay? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well, I also like what draws you to Borderlands? Like, what makes you keep coming back to that series? Like, because it's one of the best looter shooter co op games out there. I like the personalities. The, the the just quest lines are hysterical, and it just makes me laugh. It really does. All about that loot, boy. I feel like you should go to a. Uh... You should go to Best Buy because they have it on sale for PS4. $10 right now. I'm but not playing it again. You can play it again with Corey and I. Or you can get it on PS5. And then you Check. get the, the dual sense controls where you get to feel every gun trigger. Man, are you, are you like, do you oh, see good oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't have like, a, you know what? Uh, like, we can yeah. start a fun for try to move Corey to PC. If you guys would like to start, um, I'll have a GoFundMe started uh, for funding me a addiction out of PC uh, PlayStation uh, addiction counseling. Uh, by that meaning, you would buy me a good enough PC that would make me forget about PlayStation. I am totally fine with people throwing their money at me to try I to still make think me forget. Even if you had a powerful a powerful PC, your allegiance is like a Sony because you're a goddamn Sony pony. No, I I am an exclusive pony. Thank you. I will play PC to play exclusives that are on PC. I will play exclusives on the Switch that are exclusive to Switch, and I'll play PlayStation. That's the same reason why I won't buy games on my on my Switch that are for PlayStation. And there's no, there's a reason why I, like I I don't even want to get into how many hours I've put into League of Legends. Okay, too many. I can't believe you play a game like that. Don't League of Legends is good. Get the hell out of here. And Civ Civilization. Also a good game. Yeah. Oh my god, we don't need to talk how many hours I have in Civ. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah, but Clyde, you you play like the, the day games. That that that's the you wanna like I remember one oh, time Clyde, I started you, a game. You have gaming's like a social event for you. Like Cory and I don't have that like What? Well Speak for yourself, good sir. No no no. It's different with Kali because Kali games with her husband, so it's different. Like as much as you and Kathy like games, you bo- you don't really play a lot of things together. No, no, but I used to have social events where, like, Kali talk- with Kali playing Civ, I used to have those events with my friends where before D&D, we used to play four hours of Civ. But that was back when I was single. And, you know, you wouldn't have a- someone come up to you and be like, hey, it's time for bed. I, I like could just sit there and... buy anything because, I mean... Dude, I used to play games until like four o'clock in the morning, and like all I would do is wake up, go to work, work for eight hours, go play video games for another nine. Oh, and a half single hours. life! Don't remind me. Don't remind me of how how amazing it was to just be able to go go <laughs> wake up, wake up, wake up at five in the morning, play games for three hours, then go to work, then come home and play games till like you vomited from like fucking not being able to see straight from Doritos. I mean, I could do that anyways, and I'm married. Yes, because you have someone that's willing to feed your addiction. I have someone who at every turn tries to... Well, I actually... No, I have to say, I have a really good spouse who's kind of understands that, like, this is my, like, this is my thing. Well, I like, think it's just, too, we have life responsibilities, really. Like, we can't well, game... Well, I mean, like I'm you. very good at my profession, and I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn, but, like, I'm good at what I do, and I took a lot of time to get good at what I do, and I love what I do for a living, and I have a profession. I don't like, like, 
I love my job and uh, and I love going to work every day. So going to work for me is not a chore. Like I I look forward to every day I get to go do what I do for a living because I get to help people for a living and I I wouldn't want to do anything else. Um, but heading back to games, guys. Um, yeah, I think but you're you're right. Gaming is social for me. Yeah, very social. And I I think it's not as social for the rest of our show. And I think that's where you bring a different like kind of like stylistic play style to the way you game it's not like it's not always you don't always have time to play single player stuff because you're so immersed in what you're playing with everyone else mm-hmm. and Corey's a little bit more like that too i'm more of the lone gamer i feel like if i could have any other gamer tag if i couldn't get like mr tmnt84 it'd be lone gamer because like I am a lone gamer, I don't like to play multiplayer games. Corey knows this. Corey like has to like really prod me to buy something and play it multiplayer. And Which think... twenty twenty marks the first year that Joe actually played a multiplayer game that did not have a single player story. Yeah, I, I, I'm not well. Not only that, I think I really started to turn the corner where I actually like started to like playing games with other people. And I think it's you just gotta like, find, you gotta find the right group. And, I and think that's, that's the... what it is now. I think like. And again, shout out to the cool crew. Like, I think, like, we form such a, a bond. And, like, these are people I've never met in real life. And, you know, I spend more time with them than I do with my actual real friends because I can't actually see my real friends. And I don't, and I, I honestly don't even see that stopping when I can see my real friends, though. Because, and I don't mean real friends, I mean, like, friends in real life. But I, that's probably a better way of putting it. Because he's just like digging himself a hole the further yeah, he with, goes. Without a shadow of a doubt, Corey is probably Corey's my best friend. There's no there's no way around it. Like Corey and I spend so much time gaming and we don't just game, we talk, talk daily. Um and I look forward to the day I get to meet this bastard because I'm gonna give him a giant hug. Alright, we've been going for almost two hours. I think we should uh land this plane, so to speak. The plane. Go ahead. Take land. out the landing gear, Kali. Set her down. Okay. Um, if you like listening to us, please subscribe and rate us. Um, we are on Twitter at GameStuffCast. I'm at Kalai21. That's K-A-L-A-I, the number 21. Uh, Joe's at MrTMNT84. That's at, at capital M-R, capital T-M-N-T-84. And, of course, we have Corey at the Grounded Gamer. That's the Grounded Gamer, double D, no E. Come check out our Facebook group. Just search at GameStuff Podcast. You'll get our public group. And you'll also find a link to our private group. Uh, we are on Patreon, so check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash proven gamer. Don't forget, we have merchandise. If you want a nice sweater for Christmas, go check out that stuff. Um, see, uh, we're also sponsored by Amazon. You can go to provengamer.com, click on any Amazon link, and do your shopping like normal. Um, if you like our show, check out our other shows, The Trophy Horse and PG Spoilers. Also, I forgot to mention, we do partner with Humble Bundle, and we support The Extra Life, so go check them out. Um, just follow the link in the show notes. I made it easy for you guys. I also want to thank uh, some of the people that have helped get this show off the ground. I want to thank Isaac Sego for the logo, and of course the band Takeaway the Effort. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of GameStop. Guys, Stay okay. grounded, eh? Guys, real quick before we wrap everything up, I just want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys for a great 2020. Um, I feel like our show's grown a lot in this last year. And I want to thank Corey and I want to thank Kalai and I want to thank Roberto and I want to thank JT and Matt Murray and 
you know, CJ and the Loot Andy. Road, Tricky, Andy, Steve, um, the whole community. We can't do this without you guys. Like, there's there would be no drive to do this show if people didn't want to listen to it every day and or every week. And I really thank you guys. And I and I, I thank you, Kalai, for wanting to take this journey with me three years ago. And it's been three years and it's it's wow. it's crazy. It's crazy that we're a- approaching, you know, another milestone in episodes. It's it's crazy. Absolutely crazy that we're, we're approaching two hundred episodes soon. And I think that's that's insane. And I I can't wait to see what's next for us and uh, as team and as individuals and I'm not going to say 2021 is going to be my year because we know what happened this year, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, I look forward to watching this, you know, this podcast grow and our community grow. So thank you everyone who's, you know, kind of helped this little podcast that could. And, you know, I look forward to a great 2021 with all of you guys. Um, I wish Roberto could be here so he could hear this too. Um, but he's not so you know shout out to roberto again and you guys have a happy holidays and a safe and a safe new year all right guys so i'll check you guys later and uh that's it for 2020 thank you for listening and i'll see you on the next episode of game stuff big round dude <laughs>